Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to our Advent series. I can't believe we're talking about Advent. I know. I know, it's like a six week, we're doing it longer than the actual yeah, Advent okay. season. It's November and December, but it still feels weird to be talking about Advent. It does. Um, so yeah, good point. This is not actually going to go with like the, yeah. um, the calendar for Advent. Yes. But we wanted to cover these things. So we're doing like a pre-Advent, we're doing like a pre-game, <laughs> and then we're doing Advent. Um, but we're just going to call the whole thing Advent, but just yes. to clear that up. Um yeah, but yeah, we so we were just kind of like coming up with what we wanted to do around Christmas, and something that I personally struggle with is like getting in the mood for Christmas and like getting my mind right because I mean this is all of us, right? Like just it's crazy, and like I try to get all my Christmas shopping done by Thanksgiving, but even then things still come up. It's yeah. exhausting. We forget about Jesus. And it, like, you know, I feel like we have to be really intentional to yeah. not do that. So we thought it would not only help us to be recording these episodes, but we were also hoping that in kind of diving into the character of Jesus, which is what we're doing over this series, um, that we would help you to kind of prepare your heart for Advent too. Yeah. And um, it also occurred to us that like we're, our whole podcast is Christian and we love Jesus, but we've never actually talked about him. We haven't done an actual, I mean, we've talked about him. We've talked about him, but not like an intentional series about him. Yeah, focused on him. So we thought this would just be really fun to do. Um, And what we decided to do was go over just some of the different names he was called in scripture and kind of flesh those out a little bit, um, talk about like, what does that word mean? Or like, why do we say that? And then we have also invited some people um, into the conversation who are these roles in life right now? So like counselor and advocate. Yes. We have a guest coming on who is those things right now. And just talking about what, what is that experience like? And then how can we use that perspective and information to sort of think about Jesus in a new way? Cause I think, you know, the whole point of Advent is doesn't Advent mean prepare? What does that mean? It means waiting or like preparation. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we just have to do it on purpose. And so I'm hoping this year Christmas will not fly by me. Yeah, we want it to be more intentional. Yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting because we, you know, we watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special, or we go to, you know, the church, the kids' church program, and they repeat the Isaiah passage about wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, yeah, all of those things. And then, in you know, in the New Testament, he he calls himself several several names, you know, the Bread of Life, and you know, all and we talked about Counselor and all the and the King of Kings and, the, and then there's the Lion and the Lamb, which is in which is in Isaiah two. Like it's like, he's called all of these names, but like, what does that mean? Like, I think yeah. we just like we're glib about it sometimes because we've just heard it for so long. Even if you don't go to church regularly, or don't practice the Christian faith regularly, you live in America, which is by and large a Judeo Christian society, and we all celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And so even if you only celebrate Christmas in the second fashion you still know you still um, sing silent night and hark the herald angels sing right. and like all of these words for jesus are used in a way in the manger you know like all of those things that the names for jesus are used in those songs and so i think we say them but don't really know what they mean yeah um, and so i think it's great that we're and of course i i like to talk anything that's words and names of theological purpose so well, yeah <laughs> how important names are in the bible exactly and like that's the other thing is i mean names are such a big deal god's always reading people and doing things so it's like yeah it's i think it's really important to look at 
but this is our living God who called himself these things. So like, we should pay attention to that. You know, like we just kind of gloss over that sometimes, or I do, because they are so familiar. And then, you know, there's, there's so many names and we couldn't like cover them all in six weeks. So we picked the ones that like kind of like stood out to us and that we wanted to highlight and that we thought were interesting. But um, several of the ones that we've chosen have been because they've been dichotomies. So like this whole idea that he's the lion and the lamb. So he comes with a sword, but he also comes to bring peace. And there's a lot of confusion in those. And so I'm excited in that episode for us to talk about that or um, the idea that he's the son of God, but he's also the son of man. Like these are, can also be confusing. Like how can he do both? Mm -hmm. Um, And what does it look like to look at those, all those different like sides and angles of Jesus? So um, I know we wanted to kind of, because we, around here at Woven, we like to talk about the hard things or the things that are seem obscure or that we don't understand, like the hard topics and like some of that stuff is hard. Um, So I think that's, another reason why we decided to do that too yeah awesome for sure and just so that hopefully and thinking about all these things and like processing them that christmas will be have more depth and just mean more like it's really fun to watch hallmark movies and well i don't think that's fun oh i love watching (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny because we start i am not like a feeler person yeah and i'm not like a like super romantic i'm actually not romantic at all um so it's funny that i like those things um it's so funny it's funny though like as a side note i was thinking the other day i was like like because you know i'm super into the enneagram so i'm like was like processing my number the other day and like you know threes are known for being feeling repressed but like it's not that it's not that we're don't have feelings so we don't know how to attach motion emotion to mm-hmm. feeling so like i have all these feelings but i don't know how to deal with them emotionally does that make sense so i have feelings but no emotion that oh what's the difference between feelings and emotion so feeling is like like how you like process what's being brought into you so like somebody gives you bad news and I'll have a feeling. So, like, somebody tells me they're dying. Okay. Uh, this is an extreme circumstance, so I can get to my point. Uh, I don't know why we're talking about this. I have Because we're talking about Hallmark, Hallmark movies. But, so, like, there's... So, I somebody tells me they're dying or they okay. have cancer. Okay. And I have feelings about that. Like, uh-huh. it, like, does something inside me. So, I'm not, like, completely dead inside. Like, but I don't know how to place emotion with, to that. So, I don't know how to name the emotion. You don't I don't know how... Feeling. I don't know what I'm feeling. So, I'm, like, I don't I don't know how to say that I'm sad. Or I can't cry oh. about it. So, uh-huh. like, I have feelings and it affects me, but I don't know how to deal with it emotionally. Yeah, does that make yeah. sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways. So, so, so all that duties help you to tap into that? No. That meaning I don't have emotion, so it's weird that I like horror movies. <laughs> They're not real. I mean, they're pretty much the same movie over and over. Maybe that's why. It's not real emotion. Which is funny because I also don't like chiclets or anything. So it's just funny that I like horror movies. So I've decided this year I'm going to try to watch them because so many people like them and are into them. I'm just going to try. I think mine is a disengagement from life. And not in a bad way because there are ways that I do that badly. I think Hallmark movies, like, and I don't like regular Hallmark movies. I don't like the Christmas ones. I don't know why. Because, like, I'm I'm fine with cheese at Christmas, I guess. Yeah. I like real cheese, literally, but also figuratively (laughs) cheese at Christmas. All the cheese. (laughs) All the cheese. (laughs) All the time. Um, Like, I I think at Christmas I'm okay with things being cheesy. And so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because like, I, I want to feel good feelings at Christmas. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to try it because I don't want to be a hater. And, like, I'm yeah. kind of a hater about it. So okay. I'm going to enter it. There's some really see. bad ones and some really good ones. So I'm going to have to give you good ones. Okay. Because I just, I want to try it. Because <laughs> I think this might be one of those things where I'm just, like, judging it. But I haven't actually, like, let it be fun, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to try to let it be fun. I might still not like them, but I'm going to try this year. So why are we talking about Hallmark movies? Because we were talking about how that's something everyone 
or yes. a lot of people do at Christmas, but how, like, obviously that's not what Christmas is about, but right. I think it's good to, and I mean, clearly we also can't like contemplate every day for three hours and not do any of the fun cultural stuff because yeah, that's yeah. not balanced either. But like, yeah, I've just been feeling in my life, like all I do is the cultural stuff yeah, and yeah. I completely, and then we go to Christmas Eve service and I'm just kind of like, oh yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. And our church does a really good job about Advent and stuff, but yes. still, I mean, but it's, you're only processing it once a week. Once a week. So yeah. I yeah. wanted to do this too. And I just think it'd be a good resource even going back. So I think, you know, we just did our faith and doubt series too. And I think a lot of times doubt can come in when things are confusing, yeah. you know, and we just don't, we don't lean into it. We're like, well, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yes. like, and we're not, I mean, as, as Western Christians, like we don't have to rely on our faith the way other places in the world do sometimes like yeah um yeah. and so i think it's easy to just be like surfacey yeah yeah so this, we're, we're hoping to not that we don't have fun obviously we just went on a tangent about the enneagram and hallmark movies so obviously we like to have fun still but i think that we also like to provide that that's like part yeah. of our thing and um and to think deeply about these things because i think they're important um and if we're going to say that you know being a Christian, it's not a political thing, even though right. it's been moved that way. It's not a cultural thing, even though it's been moved that way. It's it's Christian literally means little Christ. So if we say that we're Christians and we're little Christ, we probably should learn about him. Yeah. And and what what he was about. Yeah. And one of the ways you can find out what somebody's about is their name. At least you could. Or in, how they describe in ancient themselves. days. Or how they describe themselves. So like, yes, his name is Jesus, but which means, you know, God saves, but like, there's all these other names, Emmanuel, all these other, which means God with us. He called himself and, or other people or the prophets called him names that, and God called him names. God calls him the son of God, you know? And so he's being called all of these names and like that gives us depth to his character. Was Jesus, um, a common name? Yes. When he was it would have been, yes, it would have been like naming What do you think John. of God? Like, I've always, I mean, like, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's like kind of interesting that like the way he came into the world was just so humble and the way he lived was humble. So common. And common. Like it wouldn't have been weird. The only thing that was weird. And so they were kind of, it was kind of weird, you know, when, when, um, Mary and Joseph, when Joseph, you know, because Joseph like lost his ability to speak Mm -hmm. and then he got it back when it was time to, because you, you would have in Jewish culture at that time, you would have named him at his, um, circumcision, which would have been, you know, eight days after he was born. And so he had been mute and then he um, got his um, ability to speak back. And he said, we're going to name him Jesus. What was weird to them was that's not a family name. So you'll hear the grumbling in the background when you read it. And they're Uh like, that's weird. Because then you would have, you would have, there would have been some kind of like reason either a family name or like you'd been talking about a name or like it Mm -hmm. it had significance to the family. So even though Jesus was like not a like random name in that time period. It would have been random for their family. Yeah. And so that's why people are like, that's a weird name. It's not because Jesus was a weird name. Yeah. It's because it was, it was not out of, left field, out of left field for him. And that's because, you know, the angel told him to name of that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he has a, it, it, there's significance around his name. It wasn't just random, but yeah. And two more of his names are the word and the truth. We were going to yes. talk about that a little bit today. Yeah. What that even means. So because I mean, that's the, the start, right. Of yeah. Jesus is, you know, he was, he's been there from the beginning. And so, you know, John, if you read the first chapter, John, it calls Jesus the word because G, God, when he was, um, when he created the, 
earth, he created it with spoken word. Mm-hmm. And that spoken word, this is going to get real. Do it. Real deep. But, like, so that spoken word was Jesus. And, but Jesus was also with him. So that's the third, that's the second person of the Trinity is the Logos. So the breath was Jesus. No, the breath is the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. But, like, but the words that came out that created it into being. So if you read, I think it's in Colossians in the beginning of Colossians that I should have done better at, like, having my scripture references. I'll put them in the notes. But, um, in Colossians, it talks about how he was, that Jesus, everything was created through him, by him, and for him. Mm-hmm. Like, that was because Jesus, you know, the whole Trinity participated in creation, but Jesus was the second person of the Trinity, was the Logos. He was the Word. Mm-hmm. He was the, what, the, the, the by, the action. the action of creation. So God initiated it. Jesus Made it the implementer, if you will, actually uh-huh. created into being because he was the word. And then that, what was the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, like it, it talks about how he breathed breathed life into nothing. There was chaos, and then it became creation. Like the Holy Spirit kind of hovered over the waters. It talks about right, right. the Spirit hovering over the waters and caused um, peace out of chaos. That was huh. was the earth. So. Um, this is very rudimentary because I didn't prep as well as I would have liked to. Fine. But, <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, so the logos is, um, you know, that's the word of God. That's the word, that's the Greek word that's used in John. And that's, that points us to show us that Jesus has been there from the beginning. So he wasn't called Jesus when he was in the Trinity. And when, mm-hmm. you know, when Moses wrote the book of Genesis, like, there was no understanding of Jesus per se. It was that, the, the, the word the word mm-hmm. of God was that person of the Trinity um, and he's been there since the beginning and it's through his word that you know everything came to life yeah so, yeah so that's a really big deep way to think about Jesus and it's um it strikes me how much our words matter you know yes. and how um you know there's a lot of scripture about like, yeah holding your tongue and you know yeah but how um you can't take words back. Yeah. Like that's um yeah. something I was thinking about as you're talking, like how they just stay. Like words stay and they influence you. And I mean a lot of us, some of the words in our head are from something somebody said to us yeah. thirty years ago that still stick with you. I've always hated that phrase, sticks and stones, and I break my bones, but words are Words are the only thing that hurts you. Like your bones <laughs> heal. I yeah, never understood I that. that. And I know the point of it probably was to give like kids like the ability to like fend yeah. off words that don't mean anything. Like don't don't let that take to heart because it's not true and you can't let those words like hurt you. But like it's not true. Words have words are the most powerful thing in the world. I mean w- w- words start wars. They end wars. They the words are what created the earth. They they're what bring things into existence. Like I I mean I love words, but the words I mean speeches are made and they change lives or they like demolish lives. Like well, it's, words are words are extremely powerful. It's kind of like what you were just saying about emotions, though. Like you have something once you put a word to it yeah. and you've named it. Yes. You've made it something. Yes. Right? Like, it's yes. not this, like, thing going on inside of you. It's like, I'm sad. Yes. And then sadness, like, that has its own whole connotation. So, like, naming things is incredibly powerful. Yeah. And so, but, yeah, like, naming things and words. Like, words are... And humans are the only ones that have can, words. That have words and are able to name things like God. Yes. So, like, we're creating the image of God, and we are given the ability to create. And it's not just with our hands. Like, God formed with, you know, his 
I mean, not his hands, like we form other hands, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So like he formed things physically. We can form things physically, but we also can form things with words and we can name things. I mean, one of the main jobs that Adam and Eve were given in the, in the garden of Eden was to name all the animals. Like mm-hmm. the animals didn't name themselves. God yeah. didn't name the animals. He gave that power to people. And like, so we have been given the power by God as we've been created in his image to name things and to put words to things. And like the beauty of that, the beauty of that kind of creation, which has always been so like in the past few years, that's been something I've taken to heart so well because I'm not creative in the traditional source of the the condition, uh, traditional like definition of creative. Like I don't paint, I don't do anything with my hands. I like to literally, I've, I've tried to take classes on doing things, watch YouTube videos. Like, I'm just not good with my hands. Like, I'm just not going, that's not my, like, gift, right? Um, but I can be creative. Yeah. Like, I love words. And God's given me a, the gift of, like, writing and teaching and speaking. And I can create with those. And for a long time, I thought that wasn't a creative mm-hmm. pursuit. Um, but it's amazing the power that we've all been given and our ability to use our words. Well, it makes me, I mean, like, I had a lot of things to be anxious about during my pregnancy, but one of the biggest ones was naming my kids. Yeah. I was so, I mean, oh my gosh, like I stressed about that more than anything because I'm like, I am naming them. And it wasn't even like a spiritual thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It was more like, I'm picking their name forever. Yeah. And I'm fortunate that I like my name, but I have friends who don't like their name mm-hmm. or who like wish they had a different name. And it's just, I mean, the stress of like, that's a big deal it's being a, a human. Yeah. That is a really big deal. That because it, I mean, it affects how you perceive them. Like I remember, I one of my daughters is named Penny, and I remember thinking like, that's kind of a. It's not like a. It's a little bit quirky, you know. And I was kind of like, is that? Should I name her that? Are people going to take her seriously if I name her Penny? Like I, I had this whole thing, and yeah. obviously I decided to still name her it. And it's funny how, and I, I wonder sometimes, like, do we live up to the to our names too? Because like she, that is who she is, and yes. so I don't know if it's like was that this is a chicken before the egg thing, right? Like, like she was she quirky because I named her something quirky, or is she quirky because, because she just quirky. was? No matter if you would have named her Jane, she would have been quirky. Yeah. Like, you know, so not that Jane's not a wonderful, beautiful name. I actually love the name. Jane. I love it too, <laughs> but it's not like a quirky. Like, but yes. Penny is just sort of like, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, it is interesting because you have Madeline, which is which is more of a traditional name, and then Penelope, mm-hmm. which is a traditional name, but it's more on the quirky side of traditional names. Well, Madeline so, is named like it. It's Mary Magdalene is like the yes. derivative, and it meant Tower of Strength. And I named her that. Because, like, I actually struggled with that name, but I named her that because of what it meant. Because yes. she had some issues in the womb. Yeah, um, and I was just like, if she makes it she's going to be the strongest kid ever. And she is. And it's just funny. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I do oh, think there's some spiritual power in that. Like yes. I named her a name that meant strength. Yes. And like she, and like, yeah. And I'm not saying that I like made her be okay, but it's just interesting. Right. It's, I mean, you know, my daughter, Mila, that's the Latin word for mercy. It's beautiful. And I, and her middle name is my main name, which is sage, which means wise. So she's uh-huh. merciful and wise. Like that's yeah. what I prayed over her you know, when she was in the womb and then Nathan, that's, it's the gift of God. Mm-hmm. And like, he was a gift to us in the, the hardest time of our life. And that's yeah. why we named Nathan that. And we also just love the prophet Nathan yeah. and what he did in the life of David, which is my husband's name. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, like there is, it, it, I think that you call things into, into being, and I'm not saying that like, and just because you name somebody something, that's where they're going to be, you know, but like, and, and there is power in our ability to name things. Well, and it's so funny, like, 
Penelope means weaver, uh-huh. which is like weird. And I was kind of like, that's weird. But like, she is a weaver of people. Yeah. I mean, that kid walks into a room. Yeah. You, you know, Penny. Like, yeah. She is friends with everyone. Yeah. She's an includer. Yeah. She is like everyone's best friend. And that's just who she is. And it's been uh-huh. striking me like, wow, that really is like, she is she brings people together who yeah. otherwise wouldn't be. And she notices lonely people and she notices like when people need to smile and like, she is that kid. And so anyway, it's just, and we're both named Rebecca, which means beautiful. And clearly we both are. So clearly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it also means, um, what <laughs> Rebecca means, it means captivating, but it means something bad. But it also something to crafty bind. about. Oh, to bind. To bind. To and bind. I that meant. Yeah. 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 Like, I, what does it mean? Like, I don't know. I've looked it up before, and I'm like, and it's always like I've always gone with the captivating, beautiful, <laughs> <laughs> but like the bind one. I'm like, yeah, yeah to bind. Yeah, that sounds negative. Yeah, anyway. there's something that I think it's the, the whatever the Hebrew word, the derivative of the Hebrew yeah. word is, but because um, it's a Hebrew name. But um, yeah, I both David and I have. It's so funny because we it's Rebecca, David, and Nathan, which is like <laughs> you know we sound like a Jewish family, and then you have Myla. Like she's like, Mommy, why is it my name in the Bible? I remember her being three or four years old. How come? Everybody in our family's name is in the Bible, but I'm like, actually, it's the Latin word for mercy, and that's all over the Bible. So that's why I talk so about all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it just the well, and the ability to, um, you know, just to remember that like God can call or Jesus because we're talking about Jesus, like him being the word in Logos, he can name new things in us too. Mm-hmm. And like just know that's the, the the power that he has in our lives to call new things into existence. Like, yes, we we may be one way and things might have happened to us in our childhood or in our 20s, or we might have made certain decisions that were bad in our lifetime. But like Jesus has the ability at any point in our life to call new things into yeah. existence. And that's what I think is the beauty of him being the Logos. It's like his... It's his active. Yes. Like, it's, it. yeah, it just feels like the word means that he is active and yes. moving. Like, yes. And, like, it's not stagnant. Yeah. Jesus, and our relationship with Jesus is not stagnant. Right. And our and our faith isn't stagnant. Going back to, like, our faith and doubt series. Yeah. Like, it is constantly ebbing and flowing, and he can always be doing new things. Um, and the word can, like, the word as in the scriptures and in Jesus as the word can, like, it's con- I mean, the scripture is living and active. It's not dead. Like, yeah. it, can- it brings new life all the time. Um, and-, and Jesus has the ability to do that. Yeah. And I think that's a really good place to start when we're talking about Jesus. Yeah. And what about the truth? The truth. Well, I think we live in a world that um, doesn't like absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of gray and nuance in scripture and in our faith because we're human. And, I mean, God is truth. Jesus, every word that comes out of his mouth, everything about him is truth, but we're human, we're, we're finite, so we can't fully understand the depths of that truth. So even if it's truth, some of it looks black and white to us and some of it looks gray, um, and one day it'll all be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, I just got new glasses, and Rebecca and I were talking about this. <laughs> I just got new glasses, and I didn't realize I needed I've had glasses since, like, in my 20s, and I only wear them semi-regularly. I need to wear them more because hashtag 40. Um, <laughs> and so, but, like, I'm just living my life and didn't realize that my eyesight was bad and that my old glasses were not working well because I haven't been to the eye doctor in five years because hashtag I'm bad at self-care, obviously. <laughs> so I went to the doctor, and I put up, just got these new glasses yesterday, and I'm like, 
It's like looking in high definition. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think we're inc- we increasingly, as we move through our faith, Jesus helps us to th- see things clearer and clearer and clearer. But we don't, we don't 100% clearly. I mean, Scripture says we're looking at a dimly, like mm-hmm. a dimly, you know, a dim mirror, like the mirrors used to be in the old days. Like you couldn't see that in Brooklyn, like the way we can see now. And so we're looking at Jesus dimly, but one day we'll see him face to face. Yeah. Um, and so truth is there. And one day we'll see it face to face, but right now it looks kind of dim. So I think that keeps us from wanting to believe that there's absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's okay to play with nuance and gray. I love that. That's part of our podcast and the, finding the balance in that. But to know that the truth is there and God yeah. is truth and Jesus is truth. And one day we're going to see that truth and we're going to know and it's all going to be revealed. And it, he's in the process of like revealing it to us in bits and bits, but like we don't know everything. So I, I think we fall on two sides of the spectrum. We either think we do know all absolute truth. And so we're like hard and fast about it, which is wrong because mm-hmm. we're human and we don't know all absolute truth. Or we go the other side of the spectrum and say, there's no absolute truth. Everything's gray. And, I, and since I, since it's there are, love, yeah, <laughs> since there are some gray, we think it's all gray and there's no truth, which well, and there's I mean, balance there, right? Like human, like we wouldn't have a need for absolute truth if it weren't available in God. Right. That's a great point. The fact that we need that is because God can fill that. So like, that's how I think of it. Like he is the absolute truth we need. And it, and it's like, it's an anchor. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely an anchor. And to know that it's there and we have access to it and we can go to scripture and like, yeah, some of it, it, lots of things in scripture are not going to make sense to us, but they can make more and more sense to us. The more that we like go to God and be like, through the help of the Holy Spirit, we reveal your truth here. And that's how I like to approach scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, our pastor um, on Sunday was talking about his process of reading scripture. And of course he's a professional Christian. I love that he calls himself a professional Christian because that's what he is. So he has his study time where he has to prep to teach. Right. But then there's also just his devotional time and he goes to his devotional time as a child. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's beautiful. Like I, I need to remember that. Like I, God, what are, what are you trying to teach me? Just like a child goes to school and it's like to yeah. the teacher, what am I, what do I need to learn today? Like he can reveal his truth to us through his word by the help of the Holy Spirit. If we just ask, I mean, he just wants us to ask. And yeah. that doesn't mean everything's going to be revealed at once. If it did, we would like, like have an aneurysm <laughs> because we can't handle all the truth at once. So we, I think some people are like, well, I can't, I don't, I can't understand it all at once. That means it's not real or it's not yeah. true, but like it's, I think people forget that it's like being revealed piece by piece. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of the mystery of the gospel. Well, it reminds me of like having kids too. Yeah. Cause like my kids, they trust me all yes. the time. And like, they don't know, like, so their choice is like, if we're doing something new or scary, like whatever it could be, um, they know like, they can trust me to just keep moving towards me whenever that thing is. And I can't think of a great example right now, but like, you know, little kids get scared a lot. Um, and it's just interesting because I could, they just, they, they trust that I am truthful to them. Yes. And like, that's yes. what Jesus says to us. Like we may I'm not understand everything. Well, my nine-year-old ebbs and flows and she's ebbing more towards the, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Enjoy it while you have it. Well, like the little kids, you know, yes, but like yes. it's that, that feeling of, yeah, um, just an abandoned trust. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. trusting that like I'm truthful and good, yeah. and I'm your mom, and you can believe what I say, and you can believe that I have your best intention 
your mind. Yes. Um, unless it's like 10 o'clock at night and you're up again, then I do not have your best intention. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's, I mean, so when I think of like Jesus is the truth, it's like that's just something that I can like take a deep yes. breath and rest in. And yeah. I think that that's what we provide to our children. That's like one way it's helped me to think of it is like, yeah, we just sometimes need to be able to like take a deep breath and be like, okay, like whatever else is going on, I can rely on this. Yes. And obviously my kids can't perfectly rely on me because I'm a person. Sure. But like, yeah, you're human. Um, but, yeah. But it is a, a perfect example of how our relationship with, with God should be. Yeah. Um, and what Jesus should be, for sure. It's nothing we're supposed to go to him as little children. Yeah. Um, preferably a four-year-old version, not so much the tween version. Little children. Little They're children. not little children anymore. Well, well Nathan well, still Nathan, Nathan's Nathan's Nathan still little. trusts me pretty implicitly. Yeah. Not so much my almost 10-year-old. <laughs> she pretty much thinks I know nothing. And then she'll hear it. From another source, yeah, just another mom or her teacher or somebody else in the thirty over her, and she'd be like, "Mom, did you know blah blah?" I'm like, I literally told you that yesterday. But you know, don't that. we all do that? I do that Chris constantly. Oh, like, okay. something, and if a friend says it, I'm like, "Oh yeah," and he's like, "I just told you that." I'm like, "Sorry." Yeah, the people <laughs> we're closest to are the ones who are least likely to believe. I, yeah. A prophet is not recognized in his hometown. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a good reference well this is good yeah that's uh, great. i'm really excited about this series so um do we have the all the names we're gonna go over um, yeah i have that pulled up right now we were like looking for it we're like we lost it and we've yeah we've since found it <laughs> we, so, it. So we have so much communication that it's hard to like dig through it so i actually saved it into my phone and you can't search on boxer i know it's so it's ridiculous so um so we've already recorded and we'll have on very soon um the chief cornerstone bread of life yes so which clearly was my favorite because bread because um and then um and then we just talked about the word and truth and then a wonderful counselor and advocate mm -hmm. which we talked to our dear friend dr angela schaffner because she should really be on the payroll if there were a payroll this will officially put her on uh, she's like in the five timer club now or something, <laughs> yeah which is like sml which i think we actually talked about in, i think we did in our conversation with her and then um son of god son of man um and a lion and the lamb and then light of the world man of sorrows which is probably what we should and I'm um, with because yeah. that'll be right before Christmas. Yeah, those are all going to be really good. They're um, really good. So I'm excited. I'm Me excited too. about this series. I feel like we're doing good stuff. Please interact with us. Tell us how you're feeling if yes. you like this. This will be kind of the first. Um, we've never done like a Bible study. This will be the most Bible study like thing that we've done. Yes. Um, so let us know how you feel about that yeah. if you're into it. Um, yeah. We're excited. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Have a good week. Yay. Bye. Bye. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven and Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven and Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. <laughs>